electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Market Moving Insight and Analysis. Join Jim Cramer, David Faber, and me, Carl Quintanilla, on the opening bell hour of CNBC Squawk on the Street. Good Friday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer and David Faber. Futures are red after Thursday's hard downside reversal and Fed Chair Powell's remarks that 50 basis points are on the table for May. Got the two-year yield almost to 2.8 this morning as we get one last batch of earnings for the week in Snap, Amex, and Verizon. Our roadmap begins with the Fed's hawkish pivot and the investor reaction. The Fed Chair confirming that a larger-than-usual rate hike is on the table next month. Plus, we have two Dow components reporting earnings. American Express sticking with its 2022 guidance and Verizon losing fewer phone subscribers than had been expected. And Snap's, quote, challenging quarter of the social media company, missing sales and profit expectations. It does forecast as well disappointing growth ahead. Let's start with the markets and the Fed Chair's comments on rate hikes yesterday. Here's what he said as part of an IMF panel discussion moderated by our Sarah Eisen yesterday. If you look at the last tightening cycle, which was a two-year string of 25 basis point uh, hikes from 2004 to 2006, inflation was a little over 3%. Uh, so inflation is much higher now, and our policy rate is, is uh, still more accommodative than it was then. So it is appropriate, in my view, to be moving a little more quickly. I also think there's something in the idea of front-end loading whatever accommodation one thinks is appropriate. So. So that does point that points in the direction of of 50 basis points being on the table. Certainly we make these decisions at the meeting and we'll make a meeting by meeting. But I I would say that 50 basis points will be on the table for the May meeting. Uh, Jim went on to say that it's possible that goods pricing is rolling over, but they're not going to count on help from the supply side. No, it's not rolling over at all. Uh, Other than housing, there's some places he should go 75. He should be like Bullard. Uh, Get it over with. Let's get this cycle. Be like a. 94 cycle, 94, you had a couple 50s and they hit it with a 75. I'd like to reverse it, do a 75 up front and then 50 and 50. Why this is a surprise to anybody is because I don't know what world they are surprised. The surprise is that he's not, that he's not going to 75. Inflation's out of control and everything other than, I don't know, um, used cars, which has come down. Carvana does a big offering today. They do it in the whole. Uh, used cars have come down. It's a big it's piece of it. big piece of core CPI, right? But it, you need absolutely. But and without without the new chips, you're not going to have other than Tesla enough cars to even sustain the decline in used. Uh, there are there is we're starting to get some demand destruction from things that are going too high. But when you see double digit, double digit for a, a Procter, a Kimberly this morning, uh, it, you know that everyone's passing through everything. That's got to stop. And take a look at PPG. It's really important because it's you know. They've raised, you know, they have paint with the Home Depot. I think, David, uh, I don't know if you ever painted a house. I don't know if you ever had a house. But people, I've had a house painted. I, you know, it's a But I have now. not actually it's, participated it's in said painting. I, it's really hard. Yes. Um, but it's, uh, it's getting too expensive. And PPG, in, in a really interesting quarter, they're talking, you know, they, they did the number and then they can't do price increase. I, can't, I, mean, I count that because I'm going to go to Home Depot this weekend. And Home Depot, everything's getting too expensive. 
I'm talking to Whirlpool next week. It's just getting too expensive. So we're at the moment where if the Fed does strategic 75, then 50-50, you're going to knock it back and you're going to see that we're okay. Um, so I think Jay's got to be a little more aggressive. Uh, people are concerned that he's doing 50. Are they out of their minds? Well, uh, but, cons- but, they should be concerned he's not doing 100. You keep using this word too expensive as though there is some price. that There is. Well, no, there isn't because That's, so far demand has yet to abate. Well, it's about to happen. I'm being a little oh, more predictive. When we get to the too expensive, which well, you can't define look, necessarily, except look, that it is look, too expensive. Look, it was expensive. so weird. I mean, the Proctor call, which is really the, like the call of the century, it was they're putting through price increases and people are still trading up. Yes. Well, that, that ends. When? When uh, things get to be July too 17. expensive. July 17. I don't know. I'm just saying that we're at a, a very crucial moment where a lot, a lot of companies keep putting through and everyone keeps taking it. And then there's going to be this moment where everyone says, wait a second, the Fed's taking is going to cause a recession. I'm not going to do my deck. Uh, although ASIC was upgraded today in kind of a weird upgrade. I happen to like ASIC. It's that phony stuff. I really love it. Uh, but I've got to tell you, I see we're on the cusp of exact, with the exception of oil service uh, and, cre- and travel and leisure, we're on the cusp of, of winning this fight. And Who, Who's the, we? The U.S. government. U.S. government. Fed. Me, Jay, because Jay and I are buddies. Uh, but you got to be more aggressive than he's doing. you got to, like, hit it. It's like when you have a swimming pool. you got to shock it with chlorine. So he should do 75. Get this damn, get this thing over with. I mean, look, there's a piece today that was written. It was a really good piece of research about are we getting closer to a reset, to pricing in a recession? We're not. And we're not because there's going to be 50 here, 50 there. Oh, come on, Jay. Well, Nomura today says 75 in June and July. There you go. And Fed swaps are now pricing in a fourth half point in September. Yeah. You think that all makes sense? Yes. I mean, we've we got to stop the inflation. we got to stop the steel cycle. we got to stop the aluminum cycle. I know that Alcoa is down, but that's because they have problems. we got to stop the supply chain issues. got to slow the economy. If you take a look at a downgrade today, Union Pacific, we got to make it so that they can find the people that they need. CSX has to find the people they need. We need to have it so there's people, jobs, slow this darn job. Well, Lance Fritz town. indicated yesterday from Union Pacific that they are succeeding in finding adequate uh, sources of, of people to employ now. They got downgraded. It took them a while. Yeah, there was a downgrade today saying they can't do it. They're in a much better place, he claimed, CSX than they were. Yeah. Look, I, I just think that we're... But that's wage inflation. Isn't it potentially, well, although that, in the case of UAP, they have, they have a union deal, as he pointed out, so they're sort of locked in for you now. you got to stop that. You just have to break the cycle of, of both higher wages and higher uh, goods, because the goods cycle is nine and the wage cycle is five. So people are not But then, going, then you have to destroy demand. You're not going to be able to fix a supply chain, which is behind a, yes, lot, of, you can. a lot of this. Well, look, you need China to stop. You need China to take all those J&J vaccines they didn't use. But China's got a level of hubris that is extraordinary. They'd, have, they'd rather lock up their country than use our mRNA well, What else do you need? So you need China you to, need get, to see stop the lockdowns? You need Russia to stop the war? What, what, I yeah, mean, you need Russia to lose the war. But you're asking for a lot of different things here. To, 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 no, by the I, way, the supply chain problems were occurring prior to either one of those events. Absolutely. I, am, I want to slow things down so that the economy can catch up. And that's what Jay should do. Slow so you slow demand, period. You don't end a man, you slow to man. Have you ever been in a plane crash? No, thankfully. All right, well, I, had, I was in a plane. The wheels didn't open. It was negative. Got hit by lightning. And we were flying into Newark, U.S. Air, and we couldn't get the landing gear down, so they 
foam, the runway and stuff. And, you know, you bounce and everybody's head hits this. You bounce and you bounce. And then you stop right before the end of the runway. And then everybody cheers. You cannot believe you lived. And it's the greatest thing on earth. JPL. That we're headed for a plane crash. Well, it wasn't really a crash, see, because we ended up getting foam. It doesn't sound like it was foam normal. It was really interesting because they hit it. No one ever wrote about it. I was on it. I was typing away. Oh, some of the stewards come and says, your typing is bothering everybody. I said, well, look, here's the deal. If the plane lands, I'm going to be late. And if we die, well, what does it matter? You know, everyone was praying and stuff. It was really kind of an interesting situation. What does it that was, have to do with the Fed policy? It's called soft landing. Ah. A soft landing that goes boom, 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 boom and stops. Hey, we went out and we had barrels of mezcal. I bet you did. There was no mezcal back then. All right. Well, it comes out next Friday. But no, I, I'm saying that I've been in this and it, it, you can end it. By the way, the plane does go. It was really, it was almost frightening. And, and was there any was collateral damage on the plane? What happens to stocks? Well, something, you know, the <laughs> overhead you guys didn't do it. You know, they got hurt. But the, in the end, we cheered, standing ovation for the pilot. That's Jay. All right? You know, the, the Jay, listen to me. It's, you foam it up. You use those silly things that you slide down like it's a jump, you know, jumpy castle. Mm, that looks And fun. the Boeing had a second system. It got hit by lightning. It was all dark. Boeing's got two planes in it. People forget that because they now think Boeing's so awful. And that's a soft landing. It doesn't land like, hey, you know, wow. I mean, it's not like an airplane. You know, they didn't pick the wrong time to, you know, right. to stop right. sniffing but Meanwhile, blue. to Carl's question, the, uh, well, what will it mean for st- – I mean, we've seen, obviously, dramatic change well, in terms to of the market's approach to stocks right now. Every day we're trying to price it in. And growth has uh, been hit badly. Yeah. I mean, uh, by the way, ARKK is near a, a new – I believe a new. Don't you dare say a bad word about her or I'm out of here. (laughs) I'm tired of what you're saying. Okay, I won't say anything. What do you like, the Cuddy Sark, the one that's against her? I won't. No, I would. I'm I'm not against her for. I'm just making a point based on a price. I look. Um, uh, uh, Rates. Go up. Okay. Stocks. It's 94. Okay, everyone is going to give up on stocks at a certain price, and then it's going to be the greatest buying opportunity in years. But we haven't gotten to the give up. I mean, everyone's still like saying, oh, I really like, you know, this or that. I mean, airlines are good because, I mean, you can take an airline to a Mexican state that I would say is not necessarily one that you want to go to, and the plane's filled because there's no other place to go. Other than- all the planes are filled, and Boeing doesn't have any planes because of some FAA certification issue, where I guess they must... What do they want? A, a board resignation? Um, Can't get into Disney, but, you know, they have some tax. What about, you got some top 100 housing markets flirting with negative prices for the year. Yes. You got Gap cutting guidance on too much inventory. True. You got reports about NVIDIA cards on third-party resellers, prices being down 30 40%. Well, they, they Isn't had that some a of this stuff ago? happening already? It's happening. Look at Corsair last night. You know, gaming gaming's really slowing. Someone upgraded the game, he said. Kind of funny. Everything's slowing. But that's what has to happen. You, you, you need everything to slow, and you need people to leave the market. You need people who are in the market. Then you need them to go to Dogecoin or Dogecoin, whatever. They got to get out. All the people who are holding on, like 94, like 2000, blow them out. Because they're on margin anyway. They're that stupid. You have the Fed raise the rates. You have people going into CDs because they think it's really terrific. And that's how you get a bottom. Okay. You say Remember, so. boom, 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 and then clap. Three booms and a clap. Three booms and a clap. 
Brace for impact. Three rate hikes and then a clap. <laughs> we All got I hear is that, brace for impact. Let me tell you, get off that plane, you're feeling great for a very long time. <laughs> you dodged one. Can we Did just go straight that? to the mezcal? Can we just go to that part? <laughs> yes. So we can do that. Yes, and it's going to be something. Talk about three bombs. <laughs> ha! I'm not kidding. You need the Fed to get on the case. All right? This is like 50 bit. I mean, Jay. 50 is the new 25. That's what you think. Jay, should, Jay let me down. <laughs> I wanted 75, 50, 50. I'll take 50 being the new 40. Don't don't drag out this thing. Sorry. All right. 75, just like that plane. 75, 50, 50. And the third bounce was a little softer. <laughs> and then the plane stopped. And then we can all applaud. That's called a, that's called a soft landing. <clears throat> that's what we need. Soft landing means it ends before the runway. Understood. Understood. Okay. Yes. So you can fight I've a rear it. guard and you can say I've got that it. you can start talking about Kathy Wood not being the best. You know, selling the Twitter before the deal. I know you like that. The buying the Roblox. I am telling you, if I hear a bad word from you about Kathy Wood again, I didn't even. He's he's didn't actually out. say anything. I'm sending him to Africa. I just pointed out we're going to keep an eye on it because it could be making a new low. That's all. She's the best it's ever been. Shut up. We'll get to all the earnings of the morning, including Amex. Uh, speaking of uh, consumer demand, Snap, Verizon, we mentioned Gap, of course. Uh, take a look at pre-market here. Uh, S&P is going to try to avoid another losing week. It's going to be tough with these futures. We'll be right back. Every day, thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create, like Olu Shei, a Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. Two Dow components out with earnings this morning. Amex posts a quarterly beat, results driven by a jump in card spend on a global basis. Verizon's Q1 results essentially in line, but for the full year, the company does see wireless service revenue growth at the low end of 9 to 10. Uh, as for AXP, Jim, you said it was going to be important. Q1 card up 35, FX adjusted, travel up 121. Yeah, look, there are going to be people who sell Americans Press, and these are the people who have basically said, like, I don't care, sell. If they'd actually read the report or listen to Steve Square, you know that what's happened is this millennial and Gen X, they love the cars. Uh, there's become, there's a kind of a radical move among a group of people who had never really gone and gravitated to American Express, just saying, listen, we want it. They want the platinum card. I thought it was a remarkable quarter. I mean, one of the best. And people are just like, 
they're so negative they don't even bother to read it. Uh, there are things happening in American but Jeez, well, I mean. I, I was going to say, millennials spend up 56, yeah, uh, Gen X up 37. It was boomers that were the laggard up 20. Well, the boomers, yeah. I mean, restaurants up 74%. I mean, what, this is, the, look, what you're seeing with Steve is that people are going places and they're doing things. They're no longer sitting home and playing video games, hence the Corsair Gaming. Uh, the retention is incredible. The number of bad loans incredibly small. Uh, Billings are way up. This is a whole new generation that, are, that is using the card and loving it. So I say, hey, listen, go ahead and be stupid and sell it. I'll buy it. Now, you don't necessarily buy it. It'll go down to 160 I don't know. It's just This was a remarkable quarter. As for Verizon, I think almost every metric was almost exactly in line. Yeah, all yeah. in line. Uh, I mean, it's rare to say that AT&T had a better quarter, but I think AT&T had a better quarter. It did. Uh, and uh, by the way, the, the, stock, is, the stock this year for, you know, the guy is almost not 9%. Great. The guy was not great. No. Uh, we know about plenty of competition in wireless, uh, and that will continue, of course. We haven't heard from T-Mobile as of yet. We'll see what their, what their numbers like. Uh, they usually are pretty strong. Yeah. Uh, there's no doubt about that. And that has been the outperformer thus far in that group of, of the big three, let's call it. Um, you know they got it the low end of the range for us. Yes. Well, well that's why everything. the stock is looking like it's going to open down. Well, Wait, I'm the, I'm the king of the obvious here? No, I'm just yeah. pointing yeah. out. King of the obvious. Yeah. Yeah. David, shut up. <laughs> you tell me. Is that the new thing? Is that the new thing? Is that it? It's, it's not no. very nice. I love you. I love you, too. And now, and, and Bill, I don't mean any of this. Yeah, that's my mom. He likes to talk to her as well. They have a separate thing going. I love yeah, her. Where they talk, I have loved but, her ever since I, I wanted to sit, fix my late dad up with Bill. <laughs> he met her. He said she was a smoke show. I said, Pop, you can't say that in your 80s. I'm going to be hearing from her in a minute if she's watching. She's gorgeous. Thank you. That's very sweet of Your you to say. Your mom's gorgeous. Thank you. She's, she's looks unchanged in unchanged. 25 years. Yes. Which I can say the same. Well, you do too. Yes. John Garfield. All right. To Carl. That's what I heard in my ear. Let's from say Chip. some positive things. Right, well, nice to have a couple. Yeah. This yeah. half hour. Amazon. Yes. Um, by the way, over the next couple of weeks, CNBC, along with the rest of NBC News, will celebrate our Inspiring America event. We're going to feature some business leaders whose companies have thrived while they do good for the benefit of others, including the CEOs of Chobani, Zoetis, and restaurateur and co-chair of City Harvest, Eric Repair, among others. Oh, wow. And it all culminates with a cross platform special, Inspiring America, the 2022 Inspiration List, which includes interviews with Olympians like Nathan Chen, a barrier-breaking actress Rita Moreno, and many more. The special airs Saturday, May 7, right here on CNBC wow. and across all the platforms of NBC That's News. It's going to be fabulous. But if anyone's ever heard Eric Repair, by the way, he writes his own books. Great book. Bernadette. His book, not his, his actual life story was, book was great. His, and his book about how what he does in terms of team build. Yeah. None better. None better. David, um, we've been there together a couple times. Yes, we have. Remember when we were told to? Yes. Like, be quiet. No, or shut, shut up. up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll get Kramer's mad dash. We'll count down to the opening bell in about 10 minutes. So keep your eye on uh, yields up across the board with the uh, two-year, 276. Woo. There. Experience the joy of running in the new Triumph 22 from Saucony, the original running brand. Stacked with luxury foam cushioning, Triumph 22 turns miles into smiles. With the ultimate blend of comfort and energy return, shop Triumph 22 at Saucony.com. That's S-A-U-C-O-N-Y.com. What's on the horizon for financial markets? 
At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. Final Mad Dash for the week as we get ready for the final trading session as well. Uh, Schlumberger is a name you want to focus on. Dave, you probably don't know this, but in 1983, I went over to MIT to interview for Schlumberger to get a job. And at the conclusion, the gentleman who interviewed me said, you're too stupid. I thought that was interesting. Well, (laughs) you're too stupid. A little radical. Yeah. Um, You know, Paul Weiss offered me a job, Cravath offered me a job, but no, I was too stupid. Anyway. I feel like those days are back. Schlumberger's got the pick of the litter. They raised their dividend very big. They're looking for multiple years. Uh, every single place in the world is starting to drill again. Uh, and they got, I thought I was worried about this because they got hurt by Russia. But, you know, David, I got to tell you, you're seeing increases. Uh, you know, let's take in, in Africa, okay? Some of the places of Africa are drilling like crazy. Uh, I wish I were there because I think you would see it. Right. Well, Nigeria certainly is a huge producer, as we know, but other areas. But this is an example of what's happening is is that Schlumberger, people, it wasn't worth it to drill in a lot of places if you thought that there wasn't going to be a consistent increase. But they raised their dividend gigantically. I was quite surprised. Uh, That was was a statement of confidence. And the quarterly highlights are incredible. If people want to own a stock and are not worried about the Fed, may I suggest you own Schlumberger. It's back. Slob, as we called it. All right. There it too, is. Too stupid. How about just saying, I don't know if this is the right place for you. It happens. It happens. Even you. All right. We got an opening bell coming straight ahead. Don't go anywhere. Keeping an eye on shares of Twitter this morning. They did end the day higher yesterday. This after we got a lot of detail on how uh, Elon Musk is going to finance that $54.20 unsolicited offer to purchase the company. The financing fairly detailed. We went through it a bit yesterday as well. But just take a step back and think about how far we've come in a little over a week in terms of at least uh, him making the, his bid seem more serious, I guess, is, is what you'd have to say. By the way, not only including details on financing, he's got, remember, uh, $12.5 billion for a margin loan, but also $21.5 billion equity financing. You can kind of lump them together, essentially. They come from the same place, which is either selling Tesla stock or leveraging Tesla stock or having it be the backstop for loans. And then he's getting $13 billion as well in actual financing for the deal. And that goes back to some of the math that would never have worked for private equity, although there is some chatter that some private equity firms might want to join him as a minority partner, putting up some some small percentage overall of the equity check to take part in what might be a transformation of Twitter that they believe would ultimately result in a more valuable company. As for Twitter's board, well, it probably thinks it's already got a more valuable company on its hands, and it continues to be a belief, I think, that they're not going to say yes to 5420. We don't know. We're waiting, and we would expect to hear something in the not-too-distant future. Uh, Should also point out, by the way, he's not even any longer, and this is a minor point, but one worth mentioning, requiring business due diligence subject, his offer being subject to that. So were they to say yes, as unlikely as that is, he could get this deal done very, very quickly in terms of them reaching and signing a deal. There's There's the language from the 13D, which 
only took me a while yesterday to note was different than previously, where they actually said no longer uh, subject to business due diligence. Of course, he has also floated the idea of a tender offer. We tried to uh, point out you can't close said tender, but it can put pressure on the board. You have a tender out there. Let's say a large percentage of shareholders choose to tender into it. Well, you can't actually close the tender because of the poison pill, but that's still sending a signal to your board that says most of your shareholders support this bid at this price. So a lot still to come here, including whether it was best and final, as he said it was. But we got to hear from the Twitter board. He's, he's done his part. Now they got to do theirs. Yeah, I mean, my, my sources indicate that they have a plan to get this thing substantially above where it is. And I have news for that. They don't. They're very funny. The Twitter people's like, I hate my life. I think I've been like, my life is like, you know, I, I tell you, get a grip. Have you ever read my mentions column? You know, get a little, put your big boy girl pants on, but they don't. Those guys, David, you'll love it. They're like, you know, one of them's like, you know, from Parliament and stuff. Not the Parliament Funk album that you and I remember I so well I in 77. It's a perfectly competent board. You know, I think are, it's a perfectly competent board no, at that's Twitter. That's the problem. And they're, they're being they're, advised by Goldman and Wilson Sonsini. They, they just got to get it together and start, the, start talking but you're, to him. You're talking about people who are so overmatched by this man. Well, who isn't? That's the point. If he wants it, again, he's got to go to them this weekend. Elon, listen to me. I know you don't. Um, your, my offer stays at this price until Friday, next Friday, and then it goes down to 48. It's an exploding offer the way we had at Goldman Sachs. You got 48, and then it's going to be 46. He's going to do that. It's going to give him an exploding offer. It's really going to be great. Brett Taylor, I feel so bad for him. He's like the nicest guy in the world. Chairman? Yes, I know who he is, co-CEO of no, Salesforce. A lot of our viewers may not. Okay. No, oh, and by the way, uh, Wires have a, a piece um, about the House GOP uh, telling the board to preserve all records related to uh, the Musk bid. So we're going to watch how this gets political. Already has been political in some ways. At the big board, it's Evoqua Water Technologies celebrating Earth Day, and at the NASDAQ, Frontier Airlines also celebrating Earth Day. We've been watching the airline stocks, Jim. Today, JetBlue and Hawaiian get cut by Deutsche on some near-term challenges, even amid the, the backdrop of travel. And how about that double upgrade that we got? You know, like the, people were saying good things about United. I think the United story is a great story. Phil LeBeau is just, he's all, do they think they, they asked Phil what to do? Because I think they asked Phil what to do. I'm not kidding. This new guy over American, he was like, Phil, tell me what to say. United Airlines is doing so well. Americans doing incredibly well. They said there's some structural issues for JetBlue and Hawaiian. You don't need them. You don't need them. You just go buy United. Well, buy Delta. The, Delta's doing very well. To, to your earlier point about uh, inflation, labor costs are, are troubling. That's the problem at HCA, lowering the guide. Uh, labor costs, revenue miss, even though ER visits up 14. It's so hard to train people. Remember when the railroads used to just fire, fire, fire? Now they got to find people who know how to load a coal bin. Coal's a big thing. Right. People don't, we lost the ability to train people. All we needed was to fire people. And, and I, was, I was with uh, Mr. Steinhauer, who runs Huntington Bank Shares in, in Cleveland. Dave, they're going to build. 
in Cleveland, Cleveland, they're going to build the, the $20 billion worth of fabs in Ohio because they have a great workforce and they have cheap power. You're all about Ohio this week. You really, I am. I'm, very, well, I'm, going to Cle- I'm going to the Cleveland game tomorrow. Right. Cleveland versus the Yankees? The, the Yankee Guardian, the Guardians? Yeah. The Mets are 10 and 4. Just want to let you know. 10 and 4. Just remember the, this moment. Those are awful. Could be the best but, moment we but, have. Uh, look, I, no kidding around, man. That, that Pat Kelsinger plan, sometimes I've been critical of Pat. I think it's going to happen. What did you make of the Barons piece on NVIDIA? Uh, take him saying it could be tech's next casualty. As we talked about, signs of rising inventory, the price of gaming cards a coming couple, in. A couple of years uh, when there was a, an Ethereum uh, overload where they had far more chips in the channel, the stock did have a tremendous reset and it went down, I don't know, from 180, went down to 90. Uh, we, we cut a position in NVIDIA for uh, my Chapel Trust. It's locked in a very big gain. I don't want to get back in it yet. NVIDIA is so much more than a card situation now. It's really an industrial play. It's a play on high-performance computing. But, of course, when you have a stock that's just highly valued, everything's got to be perfect. Uh, the stock will be down. They're just selling everything. Selling um, everything. And everything's semi. You know, it's interesting. They're not selling Snap. Uh, that stock this is up. was very good. That stock is up. Maybe a bit of a surprise. Now, no, we're, we're did, talking about a stock that is still down and came into the session down 49%. Uh, but still over 40, the last 12 still months. Still a 40-plus billion dollar company. Yeah, it's got a 47-plus okay, so billion dollar market. No one reads the conference calls anymore because there's so much to do on, uh, when you're watching Netflix. But uh, GQ, Vogue, Wall Street Journal, ESPN, CNN all came in. Nike has a campaign to reach the 13- to 17-year-olds. I mean, this is it's 48 billion. This is an extraordinarily good quarter. And Evan Spiegel is so grown up now. I mean, it's like, like regular call. Well, you can see where the, the print was last night and then yeah. the immediate reversal as they talked about basically a big pause in advertising right after Ukraine began. Yes, because actually a Ukraine issue would be directly. But I will say I thought that quarter was spectacular, but it doesn't matter because the stock's too high, it's worth too much. What about the impact, the continued impact from Apple's changes in privacy and the inability to not, track not people? As bad because they it wasn't z- as bad for them last quarter, no, but they here. seem to talk a bit about more about it this quarter. But they're trying to do things that are so, like their they're AR. Yeah, it augmented is, reality. is so good. Yeah. Their lens programs are so good that they're pivoting rather radically. And I, I just thought it was a very exciting call. It just said, like, with so many companies in this market, it wasn't worth what it's telling for. Hey, have anyone noticed that, that Meta goes down every day? I did. I, I, I said, that? That, well, not today. It's up. Although it for is. the year, down 45, along with Fang Jim, Netflix down 64, like Microsoft Fang. down 16. I don't like Fang. People start saying Meta's broken. <laughs> I, I said that to you, broken. I stopped liking Fang. I'm not sure what broken means, but it's a broken stock. I like Lulu. You like Lulu. Yeah. By the way, I mean, when we look back on the corporate news this week, Netflix will probably be still chief amongst them. That is going to reverberate for a very ne- long Netflix period of time. Mark. Speaking about a Netflix broken crushes. stock, it is up today. Uh, oh, the, for how long? We'll see. see. It's 9.36. Well, then, of course, it was followed by CNN Plus yesterday. Yeah. And adding to concerns about sub- subscriptions and streaming, right? You know, there's an, there's an area of the economy where there's a surfet of employment. There's... People, if you want well, to. Not anymore. No, I, you know, no, it's, it's, they're on different ends, obviously. Should, Netflix it, spending what will be as much as $20 billion on entertainment. Obviously, CNN Plus was a uh, was still going to spend as much as a half a billion. I, I, I said many times there was an expectation that once Zaslav 
uh, took control of that company, that was not going to be something that lived for very long. Is that it was part simply of the a lack billion? of I think there was a lack of a belief in the in the ability for this thing to actually garner real subscribers. Yeah. Uh, and there is that question uh, for, for uh, uh, services like CNN Plus. I mean, the numbers were so anemic, no offense to it, that how could you not but sit there and go, why are we doing this? Uh, and they're not anymore. The heyday um, is over. I mean, all that stuff is but over. That stock has been it's under pressure. heyday for Kimberly Not Clark. because of CNN Plus, but because, of course, what we saw with Netflix earlier in the week. And the simple question of the profitability overall, the direct-to-consumer model, it will never fully replace, and we know this, Right. The incredibly lucrative uh, cable ecosystem that we've all been a part of for so long, where, you know, 100 million people pay to watch you, but very few actually watch. That's no longer the case. And so direct-to-consumer is proving right. to be and will continue to most likely prove to be very expensive. And the long-term rates of return, yeah, perhaps not quite the there. same. No, it's not. The, you, want to be, you want to be in Kleenex. <laughs> what? Yeah, we haven't done KMB yet. You want to be in Kleenex. Yeah. Kimberly Clark. They have pricing. Double-digit organic, a lot of it's pricing. Mm-hmm. Certain things are working. Name, name brand products, people are premiumizing. Right. But they're not premiumizing anything plus when it comes to... But I was watching last night something on, called Tokyo Vice. I didn't know what it was on. I just said, Tokyo Vice. Um, it's like talking into my thing, you know? Oh, my daughter wants me. And, and how was Tokyo Vice? I don't know. That's kind of the thing. There's like people are talking about vibe shift, and that did they is the buckshot strategy of content now working against them? I think right? I think it absolutely is. I I frankly am I I'm overwhelmed. I try to watch it you know after I'm done work, and I just you know, I actually prefer reading conference calls. Jim, you mentioned you like Lululemon. Uh, Gap, we just mentioned briefly, but they do cut the guide. Uh, the old Navy, Nancy Green, is leaving. Uh, too many promotions, too many, too much competition. It's gone from 35 to 11 in a well, year. It's got the bad weather. I mean, it's too cool. The spring didn't even go right. Uh, I, I got to tell you, that was a, a terrible. Uh, old Navy had been pretty good. I had her on. Uh, I, I, I signed a single. I, I thought that. Old Navy was doing well then, but old, you know, remember they brought all this stuff in from from air freight, and they didn't sell it. And Matt Boss has some pictures of uh, of inventory, and you can't. There's no place. I mean, we used to have no inventory a year ago. Now we got too much inventory everywhere except for Lulu. Oof, wow, what? That's ugly. No, it's ugly. Yeah, um, that's, that's recession speaking. That's mm. that's bad management right now. Mm. That is a recognition that's the act, the exact opposite of Calvin McDonald. Yeah. The, um, the CEO of, of, of Lulu, who well, is, there no, you know. No, I know you. We talked to him yesterday. Well, I, well, you were here. I was. I listened to him you yesterday. Talked, you threw I him did. a question. I threw him one question. You should wear a T-shirt with that. You always want to protect the shirt. Thank you. No, I'm going to do it now. I'm going to do it now. I got two minutes. Coles. Uh, wanted to talk a bit about that as sure, well. Sure, go right ahead. Um, uh, meeting is May 11th. Remember, you're, you know this guy. John Duskin's old yeah. buddy of mine from Selim. Coming up with, with 10 directors, even though he's had some presence on the board. They continue to obviously fight strongly against that. And there does appear to be a real process underway. And certainly they said that yesterday they submitted their deck to uh, ISS, of course, which will be making its judgment about whether or if any of the directors uh, being proposed by, uh, by Mr. Uh, Duskin should, uh, should be approved by shareholders. But they said the board continues to work with Goldman Sachs on strategic alternatives. They say Goldman's engaged with 25-plus parties, and select bidders have held meetings with Kohl's management. Uh, they also got 
some support as well from T. Rowe Price. Uh, there you go. Yep, we're showing you that. Now we'll move on. Uh, earlier this week, we find strong evidence, and this T. Rowe's a big shareholder, that the incumbent board is committed to choosing the path it believes has the highest likelihood of shareholder value creation. Furthermore, we're confident the board is employing an independent, rigorous process to determine I think the that's appropriate true. path. The for board the is a very serious board. Um, Jim, I did want to throw one other thing out there. There's plenty of potential bidders here. There's been plenty reported on it, whether it's Sycamore, whether it's Hudson Bay. Um, uh, but I've also heard that there that there at least been an expression of interest as well from Simon Properties and Brookfield together. Remember, those two companies right. took J.C. Penney out of bankruptcy. Uh, oh man, Salter, and so Simon Salter's Properties, there. and uh, and Brookfield as well, expressing interest. Unclear okay. whether they've made a bid. I did put a call into David Simon. He hasn't returned it. For he, he doesn't return calls. No. But but can I just tell you what the key to that? No one's even talking about. What do you know is the key to the calls deal? What Amazon. Amazon is an amazing tie. Yeah. And if it's real, then Colts deserves to be independent. But we don't know. They never give us the tea. No, and they're not going to conclude this process prior to the annual meeting. So you're going to have to vote on these directors prior to knowing where things stand. Will in you terms go of with Coles with me company. this weekend? I have a really nice call. I'll be out of the country. Sorry. That takes care of that. <laughs> Guys, uh, we're back to 4362, uh, the lowest level for the S&P since the middle of March. We're actually now below the 50. We're at a 50% retracement of the February low to the March high. We're going to watch that technically. Take a look at bonds as well. Big culprit today. Yields up across the board. Uh, two years gone from 21 basis points last September to uh, 276, almost 277 this morning. Be back in a minute. Welcome back to Squawk on the Street. Rick Santelli here live at CME HQ with the last set of breaking news on this wild week, our April preliminary read on S&P Global PMIs. On the manufacturing side, zoom, 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 59.7, much better than expected, and that's the best read since September. Remember, these are preliminary. These will change in a couple of weeks. But on the services side, a completely different picture. Expecting 58, we end up with only 54.7. That's the second weakest of the year outside of January when it was 51.2. And then finally, the composite read expected to also be around 58 is a miss as well at 55.1. Sequentially following our final read on last month at 57.7. And that equals our January read. So I guess the big story here is manufacturing seems to be doing a bit better. We all know about supply chain woes. But it certainly seems though the service side, the biggest swath of the economy, dragging their feet a bit. We're going to be going to break. Don't change the channel. Squawk on the street will return in two minutes. I want to take a look at shares of Albertsons. Remember the company late in late February said it was exploring strategic alternatives. I note it because the stock is down. There was a 15 million share block that uh, J.P. Morgan uh, traded last night. 32.50, 4% discount to Thursday's close. What's interesting is here, it was off a convert. Uh, There's a lot of convertible shares out there or shares that could be converted, uh, about 101 million shares total, I think. We don't know who it was um, at this point. We may get a filing that clarifies that. But the point is that anyone who owns that probably knows the company quite well and certainly doesn't seem to think that they're going to get a premium based on some sort of takeover. A lot of doubt that there's ever going to be a takeover for Albertsons anytime yeah. soon is at the end of this so-called process, and that's certainly adding to that doubt. It's very interesting because I, I didn't, it came public. 
It's been a great performer, and yet they still felt they had to do this. I didn't really get it. No, we didn't get it at the, the time was it was fun. announced. I know. I was really quite surprised that they still persisted with this. It's curious. Interesting. Uh, meantime, uh, let's get to uh, Robert Frank, Florida lawmakers, as you know by now, passing this bill to dissolve Disney's special self-governing status. Things have changed for the Magic Kingdom's lobbying machine when it comes to GOP, and Robert Frank does join us. Hey, Robert. Good morning, Carl. The House, of course, yesterday passing that bill. The governor, DeSantis, expected to sign it in the coming days. That would remove Disney's self-governing district. This despite a 50-year partnership between Florida Republicans and Disney. Disney's political contributions in Florida totaling $50 million just between 1996 and 2021. Two-thirds of that going to Republicans, so two-to-one Republican to Democrats. Disney's corporate PAC gave around $300,000 to the Republican legislators who supported this bill, including more than $100,000 to the Friends of Ron DeSantis PAC. Disney employs a team of 38 lobbyists in Tallahassee, the state capital. That's more than any other company. Its influence over the Florida Chamber of Commerce so powerful that other companies call it a, quote, front man for Mickey Mouse. On issues, Disney has helped defeat state attempts to expand casinos and gambling. It has shaped state laws on everything from sick leave to employee gun possession. And it has consistently gotten special carve-outs, such as the most recent social media law. Last year, remember, it received $570 million in tax breaks to move those 2,000 employees from California. But now, Governor DeSantis has made Disney his foil. In an email to donors, he said he was ending Disney's, quote, sweetheart deal negotiated and preserved for decades by the powerful. Guys, if you had told me a year ago that the Florida governor would go after Disney, the state's largest employer, largest taxpayer, largest political donor, I would say you're crazy. But this is the new reality. This is a new sort of world order for the Republican Party and business as we talk about the culture wars. Yeah, it is something, of course, as well, that Disney CEO Bob Chapek wanted to avoid desperately and thought he potentially could, but he's caught between, as you say, the, uh, that side uh, and his own employees who, right. uh, who want a very different response or, or demanded a somewhat different response when it came to the actual beginning of this whole imbroglio, which was, of course, that legislation in terms of uh, dealing with the teaching in the school right. of LBTQ. No special yeah. district in Anaheim, and they're crushing it. Let's keep that in mind. But, you know, Robert, I think a lot of people were unaware of this and uh, this special status that Disney was given until this came into the fore over the last couple of weeks. I mean, it's not insignificant in terms of what it means. And you detailed that for the company uh, from profitability or at least avoidance of certain taxes and the like. Yeah. You know, Carl Hyacin called it the Vatican with mouse ears. It's you know, people call it a tax district. But the, the point of it was not really to avoid or limit taxes, although they do get some tax benefit. This is created when Roy Disney, they went and saw that swamp that was Disney in the 19th, that was Florida in the 1960s, said, look, if we want to build exactly what we want, we want full control. So the benefit of this special district is full control, not so much taxes. The tax equation and who ends up paying for these services, getting that billion dollars in bond debt, that is a big unanswered question because there's so many complicated things that are tied to this district that we just don't know what's going to happen when you tear it all up. Yep, some chatter about legal challenges as well, but a lot of discussion that maybe that doesn't get you very far. Uh, we're going to watch it, Robert. Unbelievable. There are stakeholders yeah. who support gay rights, and uh, I think Chapek's doing a very gutsy thing. 
He's going for a stakeholder. A lot of them. The Anaheim analog is really, I mean, this, well, Lake Buena Vista is not Anaheim. No. You gotta, I mean, look, it may not be over, but yeah, I just 27,000 acres in Orlando, and one of the key reasons where Disney, when he was working with Walt, that's what they, he's like, I don't want to recreate what we've had trouble with in Anaheim. Absolutely. Yeah. they got plenty of room. I and mean, Chapek's taking a brave stand, kind of like the stand that Mark Benioff took. In India. But it does raise this larger question as to when corporations should engage and all the different constituents you're dealing with as a CEO and the fact that you're going to antagonize somebody. Right. And he's chosen to antagonize, not to antagonize his workers, which I think is true. Anyway. Robert, thanks. Robert Frank. Great story. Uh, Carvana. Uh, this is a very controversial used car company. You mentioned earlier, important. They did a big uh, secondary last night, eight bucks. Uh, well, look at that. If you're in it, you're doing pretty well. Uh, the, Gar- the Garcia family, by the way, bought one-third of it. He's the CEO. Uh, they needed the capital. They got the capital. So they live to play again. Uh, well, certainly auto inventories aren't showing any signs of improving. No. And, and, you know, look, all the all the railroads have said this. And there's still not enough inventory. Watch Ford with the, uh, the electric F-150. I think they got a couple thousand of them. I have, the, I have the Maverick. It's pretty good. It's a hybrid. It's 42 miles a gallon. Yeah. My wife took it from me. I haven't been able to use yeah, it. Just see how many they can make. Um, are you? I have Area 51 paint. <laughs> That's the color. Area 51. Area 51. Oh, you don't have a color. What color is that? It's very mysterious. Tonight? <laughs> Tonight, I'm going out on him and making some big predictions on uh, next week, which is the most important week in earnings. Remember, there's only four of them. Next week's big. And I'm going to talk about the possibility of a negative of a bottom based on the worst sentiment I have seen in ages, led by the NASDAQ. May not be real, but I got to tell you, the sentiment is so horrible that I have even people who hate me on Twitter are getting bored hating me. Can you imagine? I think it's B of A this morning that says I'm bearish and I'm still miserable. Yeah, I know. I mean, Yogi and Boo Boo joining me. Channel Ben, we're all coming in. I've never seen it. It's not since 94, maybe 2007, 2008. I mean, people just have given up. Right. They've given up. Good. See you later. We're going to see S&P. This is when the people who came in who make fun of me, you know what? Enjoy it, partner. <laughs> Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Jim, we'll see you tonight. Shut Mad up. Money, 6 p.m. <laughs> Eastern time. you got to stop saying that. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Experience the joy of running in the new Triumph 22 from Saucony, the original running brand. Stacked with luxury foam cushioning, Triumph 22 turns miles into smiles with the ultimate blend of comfort and energy return. Shop Triumph 22 at Saucony.com. That's S-A-U-C-O-N-Y.com.